Welcome to the Sales Not Selling Podcast, where veteran sales professional Stacy Garrett will cover topics that will help you be more successful at sales without selling. Without selling. Learn tips and tricks for success, as well as ways to be your best authentic self. Hello, my name is Stacy Garrett, and I'm the host of the Sales Not Selling Podcast. I'm doing some occasional interviews with sales professionals that are seriously rocking sales in one way or another to give you another viewpoint on subjects I discuss here. Today, I'm super excited to be interviewing someone I just met during the pandemic, actually. He worked for a major telecom company as senior enterprise account specialist. Today, I'm going to talk to him about he had to shift his way of doing things during the pandemic. I've recorded a couple podcasts on this subject because it's very timely and relevant, and I think they're worth checking out. One was on sales during the pandemic from October 19th, 2020, and the other was actually episode three about getting creative in a crisis, and that was on May 5th, 2020. Welcome, Mike. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm excited to talk to you today because I have seen you really embrace a new way of doing things in 2020. I'm wondering if you can tell us how you normally did sales before the pandemic to give people an idea of how things may have shifted. Yeah, great point. So prior to the pandemic, my primary focus of sales was to be uh, out in front of people. I just naturally enjoy being involved, whether it be through associations, the community, businesses, on-site, off-site, breakfast, lunch. You know, for me, it's just very much about being in front of people. Not everybody in sales is like that. Contrary to what some people believe that you always have to be this, you know, person who's outgoing to that degree. Successful people don't do it the same way I did. But for, for me, that's just who I am and what I enjoy and what, what I thrive on. Very much more of an outgoing sales approach. Yeah. And probably that, to your point, a lot of people do it differently for you. That is appealing to your type of customers. And the other cu- customers that are maybe not the right fit for you are ones that respond better to people that are not as in-person, hands-on as you are. Takes all types, right? Right. Absolutely. I'm kind of the same way. I do love having interaction with clients uh, electronically because it's very efficient, but I was a a meeting girl. I always was having a meeting with a person talking about things that were going on. And so the pandemic really shifted that. I also saw a real impact in my frequent flyer miles because I didn't get to (laughs) travel to some of my clients as often, which is a real bummer. And and Mike's actually coming to us from Minneapolis, uh, where we were just talking about how beautiful it is uh, in different times of year. <laughs> it's trending now. So we're, we're getting there. If you're going to come visit, now's a good time. <laughs> nice. I like it. So when the pandemic hit and you were not allowed to do your normal meet people in person, what are some of the things that you did to help keep sales happening? Because you still needed to make sales, right? Right. You know, it's, it's so interesting because 
unlike maybe a situation which you can plan for a shift, you know, sometimes there's business changes and climates, even within a company that you, you know, is coming. So you can start to prepare. And as a salesperson, at least you, you have some lead time as to, okay, how am I going to pivot? Maybe it's a merger acquisition. In this case, it was immediate. I was on spring break with my family. And as I flew back and got information about what was happening back here, I was in Mexico. All I knew was I was going back to a home environment immediately. There was no go to the office. It was, you're going to be going directly home. And what is that going to look like? Not only for personal perspective, but professionally, you know, what, what was I going to do? So the thought even on the plane was starting to already formulate um, what's this going to look like? How am I going to, you know, what's the environment going to be like and how do I reinvent or add or adapt myself with my personality to a confinement? Yeah. I mean, that is a realistic concern. I'm, I'm impressed that you were thinking about that because some people were looking for other people to tell them the answers. So this is why you're on the podcast because you're a mover and a shaker, obviously, and a, and a thinker about how you are still going to be successful, support your family and your career. So what did you do? How did you shift? Fortunately, much like you know, having a chance to meet you, there are situations in which I was already trying to combine the thought of, okay, if I'm going to be at home, how do I reconnect or, or create an authentic sales approach in a virtual environment? And thankfully, I've got a marketing background as well. So it was immediately thinking through and reaching out to resources I had, starting to look at you know, my own Google searches in, in regards to sales approaches and, and what was out there, even just to come up with some creative ideas of, of reconnecting. So associations were no longer available to, to see in person. So I reached out to the associations I was a part of and, and was just asking, you know, what type of virtual environment, whether it be Teams, obviously Zoom, but then how do you connect with people, even in those calls, which were pretty unusual as well? And a couple of key things that I, I had to look at is first, first and foremost, my own personality. What is it that I did before that I could potentially try to adapt into, into this new environment? And the one thing I knew I could do is, was network and start to create environments where I could bring people together. Okay, so it may not be in person, but you know, using the technology that I had, I started to formulate on a weekly cadence, bringing different either individuals or groups together. So if it was, if it was associations I was a part of, I could tie in with them, but I may reach out to three or four of them at a time rather than trying to do something at such a large scale that you can never really connect at a personal level. So I started hosting, you know, just my own meetings on, on a regular cadence each week, just to reach out to connect with people, get them on the camera, which people weren't comfortable with. <laughs> but you know what? Everybody was real. And you had to understand you're going to have dogs barking and, you know, and people, kids crying and banging on doors. But that almost brought a reality to everybody that I got to know what they dealt with on a day-to-day -day basis outside of it just being work-related. Because I think almost to a shame, there was a, a disconnect maybe for a while in which everything was business-oriented. People go home and have a life, and yet then they go to work. I, I think this blended a bit of that, I guess. And I got to know some people at a different level. And it was a, and I think it, it brought some of these relationships much stronger. So that, that's one area I think that really helped was just getting on these calls, seeing people face to face, and then talking through it. We would have conversations, you know, hey, let's walk through what it's been like pre pandemic and post. And, you know, what do you do day to day now when you're not working? And that really helped start to evaluate. And I would take notes, get an idea of, do they like coffee? 
what kind of coffee <laughs> do they, yeah. you know, what do they like to do as a recreational part? And then I started adding on that then to my marketing strategy. Oh my connect. gosh, you are so smart that I have not heard anybody talk about doing that and bringing people together just individually to do smaller networking through associations. That is brilliant. I'm going to steal that. Oh, I guess it's not stealing. You just shared it. <laughs> yep, that you can is use it. so smart. And I would love to reiterate what you said about finding some positive in this situation that you actually deepened relationships because you got to see and be with them and talk to these people about real life, kids, dogs. I mean, you and I did it before we jumped on this podcast, talked about your dogs and your kids and life. And we would not have done that had we not taken the time to have a conversation. That's brilliant. So I think you're finding a way to make an extremely tough situation in the world today, a positive in your sales career. And I think a lot of sales professionals they're not doing that. They can't find the positive, but you have seriously found it. I love that. I've gotten a lot of information when people are on Zoom and I see that their background is not faded and you can see that they live in a high rise in a small little you know condo somewhere or that they're in their bedroom. And it's a conversation piece as your significant other working from home as well. You know, just those kinds of things get help you get to know the people you're working with even more. That's great. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the fading because usually I, I don't always use it. And in fact, obviously people are just listening to this, but I actually did that in this situation. Behind me is that is, I'm in one of my kids rooms and it's got medals hanging and it's got jerseys flowing. And mm -hmm. what was really funny, often people were making jokes to me like, oh, is that your shrine? You know, like, you know, for me personally, <laughs> <laughs> like glory days, right? Like, right. You're kind of odd. You really keep all your medals from back in, you know, the eighties. And anyway, so, but that always kicked off some really funny conversations. And I would have, you know, University of Minnesota stuff because my kids are going to different schools. So often what I would do is stage it. So I'd have those in the background. And then people would find out like, oh, they'd ask about it, you know, oh, did you go there? And then I'd be able to just bring up facts that maybe my kids did or whatever. And people really love to talk about schools and, and where they were at. And if they weren't from Minnesota, they appreciated, you know, tying mm -hmm. in. It's amazing what a small world it is. So again, mm -hmm. another, another aspect that you just brought up with, with, was background sometimes, even just being authentic yeah. in that because people do get to know you better. Exactly. Yeah. My, my dog is almost always in a zoom call, even if I don't want her to be. And then it's a conversation about my dog. But I think from a sales standpoint, don't you think by having those kind of candid conversations about life, it breaks down some of the sales barriers so that when you are saying to someone, Hey, I think you need this service that you have a better reputation with them because you've shared some personal information and you're being your truly authentic self. So your recommendation is not just to pad your pocket, but because you really believe it's the best choice for them. Yeah, I, I agree. And that was maybe the, the piece last year in particular that was so purposeful was having, as you alluded to, conversations that were, I had to just step back and not have my sales hat on. And that was okay with me because I, my personality is such sometimes that I prefer to, to be in that role. And maybe sometimes you're forced out of it. And I put myself right in the middle of it again to what are people going through? Can you walk me through that? To, you know, can we have this real conversation now knowing full well that 
there may not be an opportunity for a while because mm-hmm. in my role in particular, what I sell sometimes, I mean, people were remote. So, you know, a lot of my services just weren't relevant to that time. And I wanted to be uh, compassionate to the understanding that they're trying to acclimate to with kids being home from school. And so there's, there's just a lot happening in people's lives. So the fact that they were even willing to accept a call really, you know, meant more to me. So it was having a genuine conversation, taking good notes about it so that I could reflect on that later. And then fast forward until, you know, really maybe even this year when I can Mm -hmm. follow up appropriately and they've, they've got maybe a different idea of what they even need now. Cause there's Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of people went through very difficult times as you alluded to, but it did bring a a lot of people a lot closer to. Yeah. I think that if you can step back and look at doing things differently and not saying, well, this is the way I've always done it. uh, You can still be very successful in authentically selling during uh, this crisis and pandemic. But but you have to be conscientious that there are a lot of struggles that people are having, even if it's not on the work front, you know, they may have a sick relative, they may have not been able to see their parents or their children may be homeschooling, you know, because they can't go back off to college. And those are strains on their families. And so from a sales standpoint, I think we all need to be conscientious that there's a lot more going on in people's lives right now. There always has been, but it's even more unique now. And so even if their work life is great and they can be a customer, you still have to be conscientious of the struggles that they might be feeling personally. Yeah, I I agree. Something that I also noticed and I started to adopt was ways in which I could connect with people in, you know, like, let's say um, LinkedIn would be an example. I started to watch LinkedIn morph a little bit more into people, people's personal uh, environments, but not to like a Facebook. It Mm -hmm. was, and I started to adopt that myself. So I would take pictures of a cup of coffee in the morning, but then I would put some sort of messaging or post you know, that was relevant still to the business, if you will, but, but it was a personal approach. And I began to do that on a pr- pretty frequent cadence. And it was great. I started to run into people or through the process of conversations or, or reconnecting with prospects, customers, they, they were reading those posts mm-hmm. more. I was getting far more views than I would if it was just posting some sort of business oriented material. You still would sprinkle that in, but mm-hmm. I found that to be very interesting. And then we began to see more and more of those posts. I think even now we do people trying to communicate in a, in a more personal way of how does this relate because we, we were all going through it. The other thing that was extremely beneficial and, and I found to be helpful was adopting certain marketing strategies that were real and we could send things to people's homes. Uh, anything from, you know, donuts in the morning to maybe I would do, you know, Starbucks or Caribou e-gift cards, you know, because they could get those just, hey, enjoy your Mm -hmm. morning. Obviously, we had some very creative gift packages that were, you know, very successful that people appreciated. And I would have them post those on LinkedIn when they received them. Mm -hmm. And it was really, it was really fun. They, people were just so appreciative because Mm -hmm. I, I, again, the inundation of emails every day, the monotony of day to day, it, it, it became very difficult for people. So it was, how do you work with them? And knowing that, unfortunately, the frequency of communication I had to watch, because when you're waking up and walking down the hall, you could find yourself emailing the same person too much. 
and right. not realizing you did because you're just mm-hmm. staring at your computer every day. So, mm-hmm. Again, an opportunity to try to adopt some real things in a virtual environment. For sure, Mike, I have seen you on LinkedIn really just killing it. It does feel extremely authentic. It feels like you're connecting with people in it. Certainly it has a business uh, sense to it, but it feels like you. It really does feel like you. And I love seeing some of your clients tag you in those, what you're talking about are these coffee packages that I happen to do for you, but they are so, they bring me joy to see them working. So I'm always on the lookout for those that you've done a great job of embracing what resources you did have available to you. It's, it's been very impressive to watch. Yeah, well, thank you. I, uh, I think along those same lines, what I've seen too is that um, companies much like yours and, and some others that were maybe adopted by some other groups when I would plug in on association stuff have started to find ways to facilitate gatherings, right? Whether it be the, the type of uh, mixers, happy hour, maybe it's an association engagement, but one in which you could do it on a social basis, having appetizers delivered to a house having a mixologist get involved. You and I talked a bit about that, which I think is fantastic for everybody. And, you know, it was, it's seeing that continue that makes us realize, I mean, we are, you know, we are resilient. And, but for those that are creative, but you don't have to be a creative person, it's just how do you reinvent yourself, but be authentic at the same time. And I, and I think we're seeing more and more of that as we get into this hybrid approach, when people start to feel like we're coming out of it, but knowing that there is, still going to be some things that are going to be adopted now that we'll never go back to some of the old ways. And and I, that's okay too. I think as long as we can blend it and connect with people outside of our houses. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, this has been extremely useful. I hope that everyone listening stops and thinks about what they've been doing, how they can maybe tweak things so that they are being successful in sales while still being their authentic self. And you have shown a lot of examples on how you've done that. So thank you for that inspiration. Is there anything else you'd like to add that has helped you see success in the last year? You know, I don't think so. I think this is just another example of just being on this podcast, a a way of which something I wouldn't have maybe been comfortable doing before, but have certainly learned how to and having you facilitate has been wonderful. So thank you for having me on. Yes, my pleasure. I appreciate you coming, Mike. Keep on kicking some sales butt. (laughs) Thanks so much. I appreciate you joining me for the Sales Not Selling podcast today. I would really love to see this podcast get into more people's devices. Can you help me by sharing this with someone you know that's in sales or maybe a small business owner? I would sincerely appreciate it. If you think of a topic you'd like me to discuss or have any suggestions for me to make this podcast better, let me know by connecting at StacyGarrett29, that's S-T-A-C-Y-G-A-R-R-E-T-T, lucky number 29 on LinkedIn, or you can find my podcast page on LinkedIn and Facebook by searching sales, not selling. Have a wonderful day and keep on being the best you.